Sarah's going to be joining us in a few seconds as well, hopefully from Alzheimer's Research UK. Um, but in the meantime, I'm joined by uh, Jacqueline Cannon, who's the Chief Executive from the Lewy Body Society, Bridget Barker, Chief Executive from Race Against Dementia, and Catherine Gray, who's the Research Communications Manager at the Alzheimer's Society. And uh, you've all had a busy week, I think. I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of you on the on the news. You've all become famous this week. <laughs> You've well, had... <laughs> I haven't, but <laughs> you've all become famous. I've seen you all on breakfast TV and on the BBC News and on Sky. Um, <laughs> and and all of all of you looked like it's it's suddenly like, oh God, everybody, what do you mean everybody has to do something? <laughs> we have a person who does that. Yeah, but they can't be in two places at once. <laughs> so you'll have to do it. Um, um, is that unfair? Because you're all used to doing this media. This is but you've was... almost it was a very intense media day <laughs> that way <laughs> but great that you you all have that news um uh, but, but but let's before we move on to talking about the great news from this week why don't i let you do some proper introductions and tell us um about your actually let's just do some introductions bridget tell us just give us a quick run do what is race against dementia race against dementia is a charity that was started by sir jackie stewart who's the um, three times Formula One racing driver. And he most unfortunately discovered that his wife had been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia. So he took her around the world to all the best doctors in the world and was completely horrified when people said, well, I'm very sorry, there's no cure for dementia and there's no way to prevent it getting any worse. And so he said, well, this just cannot happen it can't be right there are so many people who are affected by it so he's been doing everything he possibly can to encourage a cure or some kind of prevention and setting up race against dementia was was his idea and he's we've been going now for six years and he's been raising lots of money in order to back early career researchers so he thinks that younger people will have a, a new approach to things. He thinks that some of the old establishment have, you know, been doing this for a long time. So if he backs younger researchers, they will look at things in a different way. And part of the ethos is to try and accelerate research and bring Formula One principles into the research lab. So in Formula One, if the car doesn't work on a Sunday properly, they spend the rest of the week uh, making amendments. The engineers are hard at it, the technicians. And hopefully on the following Sunday, the race is won by the same car. So things happen very quickly and it's it's very much a problem solving environment. So the idea is to try and instill that kind of problem solving, thinking outside the box in the researchers that we back. And so Jackie, I mean, truly is inspirational. Anybody that kind of, you know, because in that anybody else, many other people in that situation would have just sat back wouldn't they or then gone and had a look around maybe tried to and, and only potentially even thought about themselves but in in the work that he's done he's not just thinking about himself he's thought about dementia as a whole and to to throw yourself into it in in that way isn't what everybody would necessarily have done uh, absolutely and he is incredible he's got so much energy and so much commitment he's now 83 years old and nobody can say no to him if he wants it to happen, it's going to happen. And he has clearly said, in fact, he was on the television uh, on Wednesday saying he wants to find a cure in his lifetime. So, um, and, and the news this week feels like that's a step 
closer. I mean, it, absolutely it's still not there, but it's. I, I, I'm I'm going to come to Catherine and Jacqueline in a minute. I'm interested to know though, because as you said, you've been around six years now. He must have talked to a lot of researchers in that. Has he been? put off in any way because i imagine the first thing that people would have told him was ah yeah but this is more complicated this is this is the brain this is we haven't understood this forever has he been deterred or is he well he gets he gets very frustrated because he a he's used to the problem solving environment of formula one and after his races he'd come off the track and talk to the engineer and say this was a bit wrong it went too far left or whatever um and, and they know how to fix it right it's, yes it's, exactly it's... and he he's very intuitive with cars and engines so he understood the engine so he knew what needed to be done so he, he's frustrated that in his view um you know the medical profession is very structured research is a very different type of animal and the other thing that's happened of course is cancer research in the last 40 years has come on in leaps and bounds so he doesn't understand why dementia research hasn't had the same results but of course it's much harder to look at the brain that's inside a bone case as you say adam money i mean so much money has been put to cancer research and that's why we're all doing what we're doing now is we need much more money put into dementia research and if if talking to the research today tells anybody anything it's that there's so much to look at i mean we've had so many different people working on so many different things that yes. kind of creating and encouraging those collaborations as well to try and bring the different people so that they don't all zero in just on their microglia but they're looking at this because you need the microglia person to also be looking at the other person that's doing the inflammation bit don't you to get that big picture Yes. Big picture view. Yes. Thank and, you. And all our researchers are doing such different things. Um, I think I'm sure I've said to you before, Adam, I was horrified. I didn't even know about San Filippo syndrome, which is dementia which presents in children when they're about 10 years old, which is is really terrible. Um very I'm, disturbing, I'm sure, for the parents. But I'm, one one of our researchers is looking closely at that and the uh, associations with Alzheimer's. And there are some great other studies. I mean, when we look at Down syndrome in dementia as well, when we think about, you know, these rarer forms of, well, not that Down syndrome in dementia is rare, but um, that there's so much to be learned that if we only look at Alzheimer's disease, which today is taught as anything, but there's so many other places to look that we can take yes. lessons from, yes. from motor neuron disease and FTD and, and in different populations. Thank you very much, Bridget. We've got, I've got lots more questions for you, but I'm going to come to Jackie next. I can call you Jackie, right? Not Jacqueline. Absolutely. I put your big name on the <laughs> chat box. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is Jackie Cannon, who's from the Louis. Tell us about the Louis Body Society. Because um, do you know what? So many of today's talks have been about Louis Body Dementia, which I think last time Louis Bodies didn't come up at all. It, it's suddenly it's very much on the program today. That, that that's great news. Um, we've been a charity for sixteen years, um, founded by Ashley Baston. Um, when her mum was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia and they found it so difficult. Um, her mum was living in the States to get a diagnosis and went from um, physician to physician um, and ended up moving to, need, to be near the Mayo Clinic to actually finally get that diagnosis. Um, and I think what is the disturbing point 
is that most people have never actually heard of Lewy body dementia until they or a family member actually get that diagnosis. And when we talk about dementia, people automatically think memory. And this is something that's not about memory. So we exist as a charity solely to promote awareness of Lewy body dementia, but fundamentally to fund research because 90% plus of our donors say that they, that they donate to us to fund research. And everybody talks about how little funding there is for dementia research as a whole, I bet. I mean, not, not, not to suggest that the funding's not good in any way, but I bet when you even drill that down specifically to Lewy body, it's even smaller still. It, it is. And if you look at the people, the number of people that are registered with the diagnosis on joint dementia research in England, the figures are just so low. It's unbelievable to try and get people actually taking part in the research. And so many research projects had to be restarted after COVID because the people that were taking part had deteriorated so much during COVID at a faster rate than people with some other forms of dementia that the researchers had to restart the, the research again. Which probably opened up a whole new line of inquiry about the impact of that kind of social isolation yes. and loneliness on, on the how absolutely it impacted yeah. deterioration and it sounds it sounds like you have a very similar origin story if we're going to if we were making origin movies it's not the x-men but you've got a very similar origin story to bridget in so much yes. as you know yeah, this is really passionate family member who then got up said no this isn't good enough i'm going to do something about it she did she did within six months um she'd contacted professor ian mckeith at newcastle university um, and really went on a, a research project of her own, finding out who all the experts were in Lewy body dementia, got the charity registered. And then a year later, my dad got a diagnosis of Lewy body dementia. And here I, here I am with a career change from financial services. <laughs> and you, and you've, your charity funds research, it's, it's brilliant. I, I can't, it's amazing that, that, people like that exist still now and, and can make these differences i'm going to put you both on so because because then we move on to the two to the two big charities in the room to alzheimer's do you know what i'm gonna ask i i think i kind of roughly know this question of alzheimer's research uk because your uh origin story is about a researcher isn't it um catherine what do you know i'm putting you on the spot how did alzheimer's society start so we um, were established in 1979 um, by a couple of carers who were just fed up with the lack of support that they were receiving. Um, I think they were both caring for their husbands at the time um, and they were gaining all this knowledge through their role as a carer and sort of came together and said, this, you know, this is a horrible situation. We we feel very isolated and we're, we're we're gathering all this information what can we do to make things better for people in our situation and then i think it was in 1980 that we were sort of formally established as an organization so we you know from very humble beginnings we've become who we are but um i think it, they joined up with a couple of um researchers and medical professionals that they were interacting with and it sort of it came from there i think that's so so again it's it's kind of passionate people let's go on sarah tell us tell us about ar uk and then we'll we'll bring this all back together yes so i think the ar uk was funded 30 years ago this year actually 
And what for me is outstanding is that the people that funded the RUK were just a small group of people that realized what kind of impact Alzheimer and dementia disease would have on society. So they started everything thinking that the mission should have been to create a world that was free from the harm and the heartbreak of dementia. And actually this kind of mission still stand. So things are changing now, but actually it's quite astonishing that within 30 years we have gained so much knowledge, but the mission still stand as it was 30 years ago. And, Obviously, and, in these 30 years, the charity has grown in scope completely. So it is fantastic to see that by our supporters, there is a better understanding of dementia and the value of research. And then we are leading, we are becoming the leading dementia research charity in the UK. So we grew enormously. But I think it's thanks to the understanding of the people, as they were saying, and of the importance of supporting dementia research to fight, to, to fight this disease. And all originally born out of that kind of core, I guess, if you like, frustration with the system that was there, that, that, that there's this passion and drive that yeah. we could do something better. And people who got up and said and did something about it. And now you all do such amazing work and you all fund research and and do lots of other things as well. You don't just fund research. So actually, I'm going to come to Catherine. Back to you, first of all, Catherine. Give us a bit of a a romp through what does Alzheimer's society exactly do and why research is important a part of that so um we're a care and support charity and we also fund research and you know go going back to our origin story we've always had research as part of our like core manifesto um and so sort of those two parts of the organization really complement each other in terms of um, the direct support to people affected by dementia through our helpline and our dementia advisors and sort of frontline support, um, feeding through to our research into care and how to improve care. But then we also fund research on the more sort of basic and biomedical side. And then we also have um, our policy and influencing teams who work um sort of campaigning and sort of fight for change at the sort of a national and um, regional government level um to sort of change practice be that at social care level or um even on a research level making sure that dementia is funded at the dementia research is funded at the level that it should be um i'm definitely going to be forgetting some it's, of the I mean, organization no, <laughs> There's so many facets to it. I think that from you know from dementia friends and dementia friendly Absolutely, communities yeah. through to support for individuals and then the funding and the policy and the lobbying work as well and and as well as and um, what I I mean I know Alzheimer's Society do you fund care research and you funded research during COVID and things like that. So I mean, great yeah. work. Um, it's a lot about um, sort of. I guess societal attitudes as well so you know the dementia friends and i think it's sort of changing culture and attitudes towards dementia as well and that's one of the things we've been kind of highlighting today because as i and i've said lots of times we know that things are tough right now and if even if, if people can't afford to donate there are still many other ways that people can support research that isn't necessarily through giving giving money um, of course, we still give us your money, but um, <laughs> research is other way. Jacqueline, what does the Louis Body Society? Because I think all of you actually, there are researchers you fund. All of you have got researchers you fund joining us today. I think the Louis Body Society. We've got some people later on. We've had Alzheimer's Society, Rad Fellows, and ARUK people as well. Tell us about your work, Jacqueline. 
Yeah, so um, we were pleased a few years ago to get our membership of the AMRC, the Association of Medical Research Charities. Um, and our founder is now also a chair, um, a trustee of AMRC. So we were really invested um, into research. We very much promote and support um, JDR, encouraging people to take part in research, both as somebody living with a diagnosis and, and a, as a healthy participant. Um, we take calls on a daily basis from people who are struggling to get a diagnosis. Um, and when they get a diagnosis, to get a quality diagnosis, because research again has shown that 51% of people with a diagnosis of Lewy body have had a previous diagnosis of something else, whether that's a different form of dementia or a different illness. People are being diagnosed with epilepsy, bipolar, um, all different kinds of illnesses before they get that absolute diagnosis, which is so important. Uh, with because us. again, going back to the cancer, the cancer scenario, if somebody came out of a GP surgery with a diagnosis of just cancer, it wouldn't be acceptable. No. And we've heard so much about biomarkers has come up a lot today. And this Absolutely. kind of highlights why they're important because really, yeah. getting that, I know it seems like a small thing, but getting that accurate diagnosis, even if it does discount something else that's going on yes. that is treatable, um, makes a, a big difference. What about you, Bridget? Because obviously you're, you know, very much, you you focus in on your fellows, but you, you've got an increasingly wider view, I, I think with your new discovery hubs and things? Well, we we are still backing research. Um, that is absolutely what we're committed to doing. And that's the the main thrust of the charity, but accelerating research, you know, um, catalyzing change in some way. Yes, we do have 11 RAD fellows, which is great around the world. And we also have um, three RAD associates who are involved in our more capital projects, but we have backed two big projects, one that's an Amsterdam-Edinburgh collaboration. And in Edinburgh, they're looking at existing drugs and how they could be repurposed and used against dementia. And then if they find drugs, which they think can be usefully repurposed, um, they send them over to Amsterdam where clinical trials are, are taken out. So that's a pilot project at the moment. But we're also backing somebody in Geneva who's looking at um, the gut and microbilia in the gut and how that might affect Alzheimer's, which I think is a very interesting area. And one reads more and more about that all the time. Gut microbiome. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? We go through these kind of cycles of information. And I've been to so many conferences over the last few years where you can turn up. It's not until you turn up and you suddenly find what it's all about. And I've been to a few in the last a couple of years ago where it's, oh my God, everything's about the gut microbiome here this week. And then you'll... You know, I was at ADPD early this year. It was all blood-based biomarkers or it'll all be microglia. It's, we do go through the... Yes, yeah. It's bits and stuff. I should make a disclaimer as well, so that my, whilst I do this on my own time, my day job is running Dementia Research Service for Early Career Researchers, many of whom have joined us today. And you, of course, uh, are one of the new... Um, I mean, this is like a formal announcement or anything, but of course, the Race Against Dementia, Alzheimer's Society, Alzheimer's Research UK all also show their commitment, not just to supporting the research, but the individuals that are doing that, because, of course, they're so important um, to make sure that they are supported to remain within the field, because it's academia is a tough life and so many 
get to a stage and then they go, oh, this is hard. I'm just going to have to go do something else. Funding individuals and supporting those people, which is one thing I think Rad have, have been great at as well, is to really Well, we, we try very hard to encourage all of our Rad fellows to become leaders in their field. Um, and so we give them a lot of skills training. So presentation training so they can talk about the science to lay people um, in, in an intelligent and comprehensible way. Um, we give them performance benefit training so they get talks about sleep, nutrition, exercise. I mean, fantastic benefits for them, which I think if I'd had that at in my early 20s, I'd have been quite a different person, uh, but I do think it's it's an incredible benefit for them to have that. And they also get lots of different training about communication skills, you know, being on the television, on the radio, doing things like this. So it's, it's a whole package to help them become leaders of the future. And uh, Sarah, Alzheimer's Research UK, because you, you, um, you know, you tell us what you do. Yeah. Before I say that, I just would like to say a massive thank you. I don't know if the lady say you're ready to you because I am listening to the chat at home and actually you have done fantastic work in organizing it. And also I think for me has been very inspirational to see the breadth of research that we are funding, all of us are funding, but also like the enthusiasm that all the scientists are communicating around their research, starting from PhD, arriving to senior fellow and it's quite inspirational and motivational also from the point of view of the funder to see that actually we are really funding outstanding research and the next generation of dementia researchers that are going to make a change so thank you very much because i know that you are going you, you are very kindly invited us but actually the work that you are doing is for us to, for our benefit and is gigantic so thank you I was kind of you said no I think the research of the stars but you're you're absolutely right these people that you're funding have, have all given up their time freely today and it's because they're passionate about their work they don't just you know they don't have to volunteer I I put out a call and said hey would any researchers like to come and talk on this I didn't have to go beg anybody I didn't have to go beat them over the head I, I'm sure if I'd have actually went and specifically asked people we could have easily run this for 24 hours you know there'll be so many people came to me afterwards who just didn't notice I'd asked because it was I put it on Twitter and you know things like that uh, but yeah thank you Sarah thank you thank you yeah so sh shall I go with how what kind of research we fund so yeah so what does ARUK do because I mean you I mean you've broadened out haven't you I know a few years ago when I first started you working it's very much about research funding and it's it's gotten broader yeah yeah now when i start i thought i always say that the name is kindly kind of misleading because we are alzheimer research uk but actually we are not funding only alzheimer's disease and we are not only a research charity so the main thing that we do is supporting dementia research but we do that also via as also alzheimer's society was saying like by making sure that like politicians and uh, decision making people are aware of dementia and the value of funding dementia research and how important it is. So we have a very strong policy and public affairs department. And then obviously we want to raise awareness of dementia. So we have a huge uh, comms team that is working around making sure that we destigmatize dementia and dementia diseases and people living with dementia diseases. So the work is quite broad. And, so are the funding 
In terms of the research team, we are funding from the response bond fund is some more fellowship and project to infrastructure. So we have a partnership with the Alzheimer's Society to fund brains for dementia research. That is collecting data on a longitudinal cohort and then the volunteers donate brain sample for dementia research. And then we have a huge stream around uh, translational research. So we have the Drug Discovery Alliance and the Dementia Consortium that are our flagship initiative around translational research. And then we have expanding our new research strategy, our input into clinical research. So we want to support and increase capacity in clinical research, but also creating a network of clinical trial centers across the UK and emphasize the importance of this aspect for pushing really um, everything that we do from increasing the insight of dementia to reaching the bed and providing a life-changing treatment for people with dementia. So our portfolio is becoming quite broad. And I mean, we should have for anybody watching, this isn't a case of you know, four charities all competing and duplicating effort, fine. There might, let's let's not lie and say there is a bit of, you know, we're all trying to raise funding and there might be a little bit of competition. But you re your efforts kind of all really complement each other, isn't it? Because you could see this, this, the problem of dementia would be weaker if we only had one organisation that was dealing with this. You know, if the country only had one dementia charity that was doing, focusing on this, it wouldn't have the strong voice that it's got by bringing together all of you who who look at these take this problem and look at it in slightly different ways you know you've got uh, whilst there's synergies between some of the research you fund might be this basic science and underlying things you all do things that are so unique and different that that help in their own ways and it builds up to that that kind of real push whether that's to lobby government because you're pushing to say hey we need more of this or, or there should be more of that or or how you maneuver and do that in different ways through yeah, your influence in work yeah like if you the government's far more to if you've got five charities influencing them saying hey for goodness sake you need to get better than just one yeah i, I think it, what we do so when it, when we need to be aligned like alzheimer society and alzheimer's uk are joining forces and we are co-funding the uk dementia research institute we have different core activities so we're focusing more on research they're focusing more on care so that we can really complete the the spectrum of dementia research that is needed or dementia care that is needed we are in a partnership with rad as a charity just to increase capacity and push, push capacity a lot of the fellow that are rad fellow are also uk dri emerging leader so we are really trying across the sector to push and accelerate dementia research to get the life-changing treatment and possibly a cure for the future absolutely and and we, one of our I, I have a feeling this might be somebody you know jackie is ashley somebody you know <laughs> ashley, ashley i'm going to flag this they've made a good point which i've just flashed up as a as a caption on the screen for anybody who's watching that together we can make a louder noise and we can make more impact to help beat dementia which i know all of you are, are so driven 
by at your absolute core. Thank you very much. It's five o'clock already. Where did the time go? Absolutely. Shot by. <laughs> Thank you ever so much to uh, Catherine Greer from the Alzheimer's Society, Dr. Sarah Emericio from uh, Alzheimer's Research UK, Jacqueline Cannon from the Lewy Body Society, and Bridget Barker from Race Against Dementia, who are uh, all four brilliant representatives of the charities that will benefit from the money you donate today. Thank you very much. Thank and you. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Adam yeah. Good luck. That's all right. And five hours, five and a half hours left. Oh, <laughs> and thanks for, for everything that you're doing to bring the dementia research community together as well, because it's really incredible. And it, you created a space where everybody can come together. And yeah, it's made a massive difference. So thank right. you. I keep forgetting to mention dementia research because I kind of <laughs> assume everybody must know about it. But for yeah, thank you very much. And thank you all for your support in funding that it wouldn't be possible to to do that if you didn't kind of buy into the importance of supporting early career research and mid-career researchers as well thank you so much good luck Bye. thank you bye bye, bye. okay